Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Namihi nui and welcome to Our Changing World from Radio New Zealand National. They say their children ask the darndest questions, but in our experience, scientists do too. Such as this one, does your first language influence the way you play your trombone? The person wondering about that is bass trombone player and PhD student at the University of Canterbury, Matthias Heine. And that got Alison wondering, how do you go about answering a question like that? But before he explains, Matthias gives her an introduction to trombone playing. So the trombone is a brass instrument, and uh, brass instruments are also called lip-read instruments because the sound production is actually happening via lip vibrations. And in that sense, it's the only instrument aside from the human voice that basically only amplifies the sound that is produced, and the sound production is within the player. If we see that in an analogy to the human voice, where we've got the vocal folds that produce a vibration and then the vocal tract that alters the sound output so we can you know, move our tongue, produce different vowels and so on. That is similar on the trombone, except that the cavity, the trombone, the inside cavity, is much longer and the resonances in the instrument are thus much stronger and much more defined the notes you can play. So basically, if I have my straight trombone in first position, it's in B-flat. So I can play B-flat in all the harmonics or the overtones of that series. But if I try to play other notes, that's not going to work really well. So basically, if I want to play any other notes, I have to move my slide to a position that lets me play that note and then select the corresponding overtone on the instrument. So I'll um, just play the overtone series from in first position from the B flat. And we also have the pedal, which I didn't play. Matthias is playing the P-bone, or plastic trombone, that he's been getting different trombonists to play as part of his PhD research. I do work on the influence of native language on playing brass instrument via um, what people do with their tongue while they play those instruments and while they speak. Is your idea that speakers of different languages use their tongues in different ways and that that, in a sense, might make a recognisable accent in the way they play the brass instrument or just how they go about playing the brass instrument? Playing a brass instrument in terms of the articulatory movements we use are quite similar, actually, to um, speaking because we usually use um, syllables to articulate. So the typical structure would be a consonantal movement that releases the airflow, something like um, a T in speech. And then while we sustain a note on the instrument, we'd hold our tongue in a position that's somewhat similar to what vowels are in speech. So, for example, something like to, 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 or something like that. So where did this idea for your work come from? 
I guess it was something that I noticed uh, studying trombone. I had uh, fellow students who were uh, French, Chinese, so Mandarin speakers, Cantonese speakers, but also I'd spend a year as an exchange student in high school in the U.S. So when I started taking uh, classes in English, and that was in English phonetics and phonology, I realized that these things are actually quite similar, and I started developing this idea that maybe the way we speak could have an influence on the way we play. The initial idea was that um, the way we articulate, so the uh, consonants, they are slightly different in different dialects of English, for example, also, but also, of course, in between different languages. And so that was the main idea, that the way the airflow would be released would um, influence the way that notes would start. And then later on, I also developed that idea further that maybe also the way we hold the tongue while we sustain a note could be influenced by the vowel tongue positions. So the key thing for your study is you need to be able to in a sense, see what people are doing with their tongue? Um, there were a few studies done in the 50s, 60s and 70s using X-ray imaging, which of course nowadays uh, we know that, that it's a bit too dangerous to use, but um, I'm using ultrasound imaging of the tongue, which is the same technique that is used in the hospital to look at a baby in the mother's womb, I think that's probably like the you know most frequent application. And we place a transducer underneath the participant's chin so that we actually get to see um, the tongue in motion while they play and while they speak. Okay, so you get them to play the trombone, you're recording the sounds they're making, you're measuring what their tongue is doing at the same time. Yes, except that it's a whole lot of work. And then also I need to collect all the speech data as well. I have collected word lists in each of the speakers' native languages. So I've recorded um, German, New Zealand English, American English, Spanish, Japanese, and Tongan so far. So in order to get all the different vowels that are used in those languages and the different consonants, here are a few different consonant and vowel combinations in Tongan. So these are played on a computer screen and the participants are asked to read those while they have the ultrasound transducer placed underneath their chin. So we record audio and video at the same time, and then later on we can annotate the audio stream and look at, for example, where exactly is this short time span where that vowel occurs, and then actually pull out the individual ultrasound frame and then trace the tongue on those images. For each participant, I probably have around 1,500 individual tongue contours, which each are created by clicking on an image at least four or five times, so it's quite time-consuming. The Tongan connection started with a chance meeting with a Tongan trombone player. That led Matthias to the Royal Tongan Police Band and a visit to Tonga to record a number of trombone players there. He has also recorded German speakers in Germany and a range of different language speakers here in New Zealand. This is a 
musical passage played by one of my New Zealand English participants. As I demonstrated earlier, just lip slurs in the first position going up the different partials, and uh, this is what's called a legato style, so there really is no or very slight articulation in between notes only. This one I'm playing now is actually one of the more difficult or more authentic passages that involves some slide movement and basically combines some of the articulations that I um, asked to be produced separately in the previous more simple exercises. So this is a New Zealand English speaker. same passage played by a tongue speaker. Of course a big confound um, with my study is the different styles of playing that people have learned that can be anything from emulating a style of a specific teacher. Um, there's also something, at least I believe, there exists different national schools of playing. And that was one of the main things that I noticed when I first had the idea of this language influence hypothesis. So there seems to be um, German, typical German style of trombone playing versus an American style and a French style. And I think just in these two recordings, we could hear a little bit something like vibrato, whether you use vibrato on long notes or not, and things like that coming into play. That are, of course, not, or maybe they could be influenced, but that are not directly governed by the articulatory movements and thus um, the articulatory movements that come in through one's native language. So those two players... Were they doing similar things with their tongues or really different things with their tongues? I've only looked so far at the sustained note production. Um, I have found that speakers of languages like New Zealand English that have a big vowel system and they have a central position, something like uh in lagoon or bada, which is called schwa or the unstressed vowel, that they use a playing position that's very close to that, so somewhere very central. But in the case of the Tongan player, the Tongan language only has five vowels, A, E, E, O, and U. So this player doesn't have the motor memory for such a central position and thus uses a different tongue position when holding these notes, which is further back somewhere close to O or U. So there seems to be some kind of constraining factor that limits which tongue positions you can use. And I think um, most of those are, um, are acoustical considerations. So there needs to be sufficient airflow to produce those notes. 
while also allowing for efficient um, articulation. So the tongue tip has to be free to produce articulations like ta or da. And sometimes for what's called double tongue, we also use something like taka, 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 where um, the tip of the tongue and the body of the tongue are both used for articulating those notes in rapid succession. And I've recorded one player who's very proficient in American English as well as in his native language, which is Mexican Spanish. And we can see that for him, even those vowels that are very close in the way they sound, they're produced with different articulatory movements. Are you using both professional musicians and amateur musicians? Yes, and I've tried to actually control for that a little bit. But it seems to be that amateur players or beginning players seem to have more of a language influence and going with how one's motor memory from one's first language would influence the tongue position that we use while we play. I think that professional players might actually gradually unlearn those natural uh, preferences. So by spending countless hours in the practice room and actually like working on your articulation and your sound, you might slightly alter those tongue positions and move away from the vowel tongue position that maybe was given to you by your first language, modern memory. You're still enjoying playing the trombone, though? It hasn't made you enjoy playing it any less? No, no. And it's it's great being able to um, combine these two areas, so scientific investigation and art, the playing that I actually started out with. That was Matthias Heine, a PhD student in language and music at the University of Canterbury. That's all for now. For more, check us out on the web, radionz.co.nz forward slash our changing world. Kia ora mai.